I always think that the live camera streaming idea of social of, of like reality shows is so much like I couldn't do it. <laughs> And then I think, okay, if they actually did that for like below deck, I would absolutely watch them 24 seven. I would watch them sleep. Yeah. It like becomes background. Like when you're home alone, it's like, oh, these are my friends like on TV doing nothing like me. It's just like yeah, me. we are definitely adjusted to social situations for sure here. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Welcome to TV I Say with Ashley Ray, your go-to podcast for discovering what to watch on TV and getting behind-the-scenes insight from the people who make the shows you love. You just heard a little tease of my chat with even the rich hosts, Brooke Sifrin and Arishia Skidmore-Williams. And let me tell you, this is a really exciting episode. We get into some of our favorite rich TV families, you know, like the Roys, the Gemstones. But we also talk a lot about the real rich people and the crazy stuff they're up to uh, and the wonderful documentaries about them. Yeah, let's talk about that TMZ Britney Spears doc because we got to we got to break that one down. Uh, We're also going to get into Dark Side of the 2000s and what is going on with The Bachelor and how it's made. I bring in Brooke and Arishia to break down all of this with me, and you're not going to want to miss it. We'll be right back. Hello there, it's Jamila Jamel. Take a deep breath. Let your breath out slowly to the count of six. One, two, three, four, five, six. Do you feel better? Well, on my podcast, I Weigh, this month we'll be exploring ways to tackle mental health and feel better with guests like Simon Sinek from The Optimism Company, therapist Vienna Farron, comedian Neil Brennan, and many more. Listen to I Weigh wherever you get your podcasts. Brooke Sifrin, Arishia Skidmore-Williams, welcome to TV Club. I'm so happy to have you here. Uh, before we dive in, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and your podcast, Even the Rich? Yeah. So um, we are best friends, former roommates. Mm -hmm. Uh, We met parking cars for uh, famous people, rich people. We hit it off immediately. And um, Arisha saw a casting in a Facebook group for, they were looking for funny best friends to host a podcast about rich people. And we were like, okay, this is us. And um, we we, do this already. Yeah, we already do this and we don't get paid for it. So maybe let's try to get paid for it. Um, (laughs) So we we sent in an audition and the rest is history, as they say. I think we did three auditions and they picked us. And it's it's based on like a telenovela called The Rich Cry Too. They really do. They really (laughs) do. They do. They cry a lot. Yeah. (laughs) And that that is, I think, something you learn listening to Even the Rich is yeah. that, wow, like even they have it pretty hard. Yeah, <sighs> they really do. Yeah, they go through it. I, you know, especially I, I just revisited the uh, Free, Bit- Free Britney episodes you did mm, uh, yeah. because I don't know if you watched TMZ just did like a big yes. Britney Spears expose documentary. Did you yeah. watch this? I haven't watched it, but I'm like, they literally waste zero time over there. Oh, like- yeah. TMZ <laughs> is just like, this just happened this morning. Let's get the documentary team on it. It's insane, like the speed with which these documentaries come out. <laughs> like, I feel like with the the submersible or whatever that. It's- oh, oh, yeah. yeah. There the was Ocean like a documentary. Gate. Before it was even 
before we even knew if they were dead yeah it was straight up like like, the bbc has a documentary on this coming out tonight and people were like aren't we still like counting down the oxygen yeah (laughs) right it was just like hollywood's like we've got no time to waste we got to be writing these before they even happen i swear in the tmz britney doc they had like a tiktok or instagram video she had posted like that morning in the thing i was just like how are you moving this quickly and i I know i was gonna say it takes arisha and i like eight hours to create a 30 second reel. So the fact that they're putting out documentaries like this, it's like, wow, that's impressive. Yeah, it's just nonstop. And the Britney one, if you did get to watch, it is not good. It's like they're rushing Mm. and the quality is just not there. Like half the people, the experts, it was just some guy who was like, well, I have listened to a lot of Britney Spears songs, so I am an expert here uh, and I have a TikTok. So Let's let's not disregard that. And yeah. here's why I think Britney Spears is the saddest she's ever been. <laughs> and it's just, He's like, I oh, once no. saw a yellow snake and she famously had a snake that was yellow on her shoulders. Therefore, I'm a Britney <laughs> expert. And it's like, yep, that's how that works. Yeah. That's how it works. Yeah. These are the things where I'm like, call us. We yeah. would love to do this. Please. Like, you know, we're yeah. experts. Yeah. We're experts. Yeah. Like, put you on the TV. <laughs> what are we doing here, TMZ? If yeah. If we're going to do these weird documentaries, they I and this is a series they're starting because this is the second. The first one was about was about another plane on 9-11 that people thought was being hijacked. And the people Mm. on the plane have created a conspiracy where they were like, we also were hijacked on 9-11, but it but we stopped them. But then. Oh, wow. When they interview the people, it's truly them being like. There was just a lady who was acting really weird. She was just like <laughs> oh acting so, gosh. so weird. And then because she was like so weird, our flight got delayed. And so then we didn't take <laughs> off. And so we stopped the next 9-11 attack. And everyone's just like, did she get arrested? Was, did anything? And it's just like, no. I don't know. She it was sounds like, like that woman was the hero who stopped yeah. the plane from going. But who stopped yeah, going, right? It's like she was acting so weird. And that was the whole yeah. thing. <laughs> it's the like Regina Falange. Yeah. And friends, when she's like trying yeah. to get uh, Rachel off the plane, she's like, there's something wrong with the phalange. Yeah. <laughs> and she and that and she saved the day. And so TMZ made an entire hour long documentary about it. So of course they wow. did. They just have dollar bills for eyeballs, you know, truly. And I, I also think it's just Hulu being like, we will take anything and call it a documentary. <laughs> like, please just give us yeah. anything. You know, yeah. out of the the rich that you've covered, who do you think is is ripe for the next documentary? Because I know you did a Kardashian episodes that I visited. And I mean, we did just get the Kim Kanye divorce documentary. Oh my God. Yeah, I saw that. I'm like, wow. OK, we do need a documentary about They're everything. Turning them <laughs> just out. Turning them out. And half the time it's just like, here's what some people on YouTube and TikTok said. Documentary. Yeah. Well, because yeah. they don't they don't there's nothing. It has nothing to do with quality anymore. I feel like it really the documentary like phenomenon if we want to call it that really blew up when like with the conservatorship because like oh yeah uh, entertainment news in general just i feel like exploded like chasing this story and like we we watched one of the documentaries for like one of the things we recorded and i feel like it's now just a matter of like getting something out first it has nothing to do with like they don't seem to care that much about accuracy they don't really care about quality like watching some of these documentaries it's like (laughs) I mean, it would take me longer, but I could do a better job. I could do a better job. <laughs> I could cut together better TikToks yeah. and YouTube videos yeah. and find some experts and do a better job. Like the Kim and Kanye yeah. one especially was so bad. 
They're like, we don't care. We just need to get something up there so people are tuning in. Yeah. So we get yeah. the views. We have the That's we have the source. About. Yeah. I feel like maybe Will Smith. So like I'm surprised there's not a Slapgate documentary yet. Yeah. Mm, yeah. So of the people we've covered, I feel like that's the one most likely. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. I could also see people being like, we don't really need a documentary because they just share everything. Like, there's nothing we don't know. That's yeah. true. Yeah, when I read the part in Will Smith's book where he talked about, like, how he had so much sex that, like, the idea of it made him just, like, want to throw up. I was just like, why <laughs> yeah. did you... Just, like, stop bragging. Just, yeah. Stop. Come on, God, We get it. You have sex. You have so much sex that just even the <laughs> thought of it, just, oh, you want to vomit. You just have... Oh, God. <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if there was like a Black Widow esque documentary about Ariana Grande. Ooh, I feel oh. like like not like the killing, but like just yeah. like taking <laughs> all. Of, oh my, taking I would men be and so leaving names in. or whatever. I would absolutely be, and I I'm a big Ariana Grande fan. Like. Truly, I love her yeah. so much. I let her be black sometimes. <laughs> oh, you love her then? Not I'm all the time. Not all the time. Not all the time. Not during February or anything, but just some of the God, time. God, no. The shortest month needs to be left the shortest month <laughs> yeah. for us to celebrate. Okay, you know? just, we only just get a 20 few times. But yeah. seven rings, yeah. I'll give it to her. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, she's messy in a fun way. She's very for sure. messy. Yeah. Though. Oh, I would absolutely watch a documentary about just like all of her relationships. Yeah. I could just, I could see that like... I'm actually kind of surprised. I feel like we don't really see many. I mean, I guess Kim and Kanye, the divorce started, but yeah. I feel like we don't really see, because you know, on like Us Weekly, we'll do like a breakdown of their relationship. Whenever something yeah. happens with someone's timeline. relationship. Yeah, they do a timeline. Like I could see those starting to become documentaries. Oh, absolutely. I feel like people already treat them like they are, where they're yeah. just, yeah, just this is yeah. a history of every person she dated. What a wonderful <laughs> documentary. <laughs> and like dating is like she was seen in the same restaurant as this one person. So obviously they're so they were together. Night. Yeah, that's how it works now. That's why I always try to go to restaurants where Chris Evans is. Yeah, <laughs> those rumors going. That's crazy that he's not at Wendy's all the time. I that's know. Why you haven't seen him? I can't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> What's a girl gotta do? I know you gotta branch out different <laughs> restaurants. <laughs> so I want to get into your watch list. Uh, what have you been watching? What have you been into? Uh, it can. You know, do you only watch shows about rich people? Is it just kind of different <laughs> things across the board? <laughs> I I'm a huge reality TV watcher. Like maybe there should be a documentary about my problems because uh, <laughs> yeah, I there should be. literally like yeah. we sent a list to Sarah, our our PR person, and she's like, I'm surprised by how many shows you watch i'm like honestly same i have too much time apparently i will um, say the list was forwarded to me it is one of the longest we have gotten from a guest it is i was like oh okay yeah like finally someone is like up there with me yeah yeah i'm just like obsessed with reality i don't know what it is it's just like it's stupid trash but it's fun you know it's simple mm -hmm. it's good for my anxiety it doesn't make me think too much you know mm. it's great um but I'm I'm currently so Big Brother is currently airing which I have been watching since season one I was like a child when this show oh, came yeah. out they're on season 25 now I watch the live feeds I'm like fully Wait. invested oh you're Can really into it quick quick yeah. sidebar yeah and this absolutely. is a quick spoiler who won that so we have sleepovers oh, every yeah. Thursday and this past Thursday it was something where like the live feed, I'm not a, as nearly as big of a reality watcher as Brooke, but like the live feeds, there was like a challenge on them and they just had to like yeah. hold some, like hold on to like <laughs> a pole or something. But who won? Yeah. Because I, it, they were oh, when we went know. to bed. They were. So they brought back. <laughs> they're just um, holding this pole for hours. Literally, they're just standing there for hours. 
So season six, season six of Big Brother, a.k.a. the best season of Big Brother of all time, in my opinion. That's a hot take. It is. They had a competition called the pressure cooker and they were in this like dome outside. And all they had to do was keep their hand on a button and outlast Mm -hmm. each other. And so they decided to bring it back for season 25. And so you could watch it on the live feeds. And I forced Arisha (laughs) at our sleepover to watch (laughs) this play out. And it was still it was literally still going on when we woke up because I like immediately got on Twitter (laughs) or X or whatever the hell we're calling it. And I was like, is it over? Who won? Who won? And it was still going on. So Cameron won, Arisha. He's like the one with like curly hair, dark curly hair. He's kind of like Southern. Oh, wow. I don't know if you remember him, but I don't. it went for like almost 14 hours. That, so okay. It's, it's wild. That sounds like literally like a torture. Like yeah. that sounds like what happened at Guantanamo. Yeah. Like that sounds like a Saw challenge. Yeah. That sounds yeah. like a horror movie. It looked like a Saw. Like the, the room they were in was like very like dingy and dark and like very Saw-esque on this one. So Plus they like didn't at some point like there were no lights on. So it was like just like the what? Why could they, night why? vision filming. What? Why does that just seem so unnecessary? Just like torture tactics. There was one point where they had like a strobe light and this like, uh, like death metal playing. And they had like gusts of air. And I was like, this is torture for us too. (laughs) Like watching this. Torture. Okay. Yeah. I mean. And yet we watched it. So yeah. I always think that the the live camera streaming idea of social of, of like reality shows is so much like I couldn't do it. And then I think, OK, if they actually did that for like below deck, I would absolutely watch them 24 seven. I would watch them <laughs> yes. sleep. I would watch every, I would just would watch them clean the boat. I absolutely would be into it. Yeah, it like becomes background like when you're home alone it's like oh these are my friends like on tv doing nothing like me it's just like yeah, me. we are definitely adjusted to social situations for sure here <laughs> yes yeah my good friends these are my besties uh yeah <laughs> this is aisha from below deck down under <laughs> we my good friend. every day every day i just yeah. watch her fold napkins i also watch below deck i love below deck it's like one of uh. the few reality shows that my husband will watch with me like right? there's something about below deck that men like it. Men I don't like know it because is. it's about like the work. They're like, oh, yeah. it's, it's about like them doing the job. Like, oh, are they gonna are they gonna be able to to dock the boat right? Oh no, I hope they don't mess up. And it's like every time they make it so yeah. dramatic, and then they're just like, yeah, we dock the boat just fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like you can tell yourself that's why you like it, but you like the messy drama too. Don't you lie, like the, you're yeah. into oh, it too. You know, my my brother like notoriously loves. Like I, I remember like when I was younger, he's three years younger than me. We I would like like watch like reality shows and like tell him about it and he would like start watching them and it would be like one of those things where it's like oh you don't have to turn it off if you're leaving the room you can leave it on and it's like because oh, you like okay. it yeah I guess exactly. it's not that stupid is it right <laughs> he watches more than I watch now so <laughs> I mean yeah. below deck down under has been so good this season yeah uh, too many things are happening every episode it's like a new person's fired in this newest episode someone started <laughs> choking and like having <laughs> anaphylactic shock or something at the at the Ooh. middle of dinner and everyone is like freaking out I need this season to chill I know it is. It's very intense well, this season. You're right. The bar is high. I think yeah. Vanderpump just raised that bar really high. Oh, with yeah. This. Like, because that's unfortunately still everywhere. And it's <laughs> yeah. like, what's next? Murder? Like, I don't. <laughs> I, so you're not a Vanderpump. Maybe. You're not a Vanderpump person. <laughs> I, so I have to, I like, 
I reluctantly know about it because of the nature of my work, where we <laughs> talk about it because it's entertainment news. True, um, yeah. But there's a lot of reluctance. I used to watch it more passively, like when I lived with Brooke, because she always had it on. And I'm not being hyperbolic when I say always had it on. <laughs> not always. <laughs> Come on. Every morning I woke up to that theme song. Brooke was watching Stop. it in the mornings with her cereal. That's only because Big Brother wasn't on. Yeah, it's yeah. one of those ones where, like, I decided to catch up because of Scandal, obviously. Right, yeah. And once yeah. I decided, it was just kind of like, okay, this is what I'm dedicating my life to You're catching up it. on. And yeah. I don't know, Below Deck, I did the same thing. During quarantine, I watched all 10 seasons yeah. of the main one. I watched all the spinoffs. Mm-hmm. And that was a little, like, I could just put it on and kind of fall asleep to it and still know mm-hmm. what was happening. <laughs> like, yeah. once you yeah. kind of get the groove of Below Deck, it's easy But Vanderpump Rules, that was another beast. I was like, truly, I need to know all the drama of these people's lives. Like the fact that they work at the same place doesn't actually matter. Once you accept that, it's like, okay, this is a wonderful (laughs) show. (laughs) Yeah, like no one even works there anymore. You know, it's like maybe one person works there and like the rest of them are just like off recording horrible music. Yeah, and I feel like they treat the one person who still works there as like very poor. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Where it's like, wow, you don't have an influencer deal to make up for this income yet? Yeah. Wow. Um, what okay. is really sad for you? Yeah, get it together. Uh, <laughs> Arisha, what are you watching? I'm more scripted. Um, I So I, I'm one of those people that watches like old shows all the time. Like I'm like, re- like I'm always watching Same. Frasier. I'm always watching Desperate yeah. Housewives. I'm always o- watching Okay, Seinfeld. well, quick question then. Are you excited for the Frasier reboot we're getting? Oh uh, my where God. Where Frasier moves to Boston <laughs> to live with his oldest son and there are yep. no other characters from the original in it except for Frasier. <sighs> yeah, so, okay, I... I've been getting into it. I'm in a couple of Fraser <laughs> fan clubs, which I really try to avoid speaking about publicly for obvious reasons. Okay, but yeah. obviously these fan groups have been going off with this reboot to the point where I'm like, I posted, I was like, we got to stop posting about this. This is too much. <laughs> um, but here's the thing. That's what Fraser was when Fraser started. I'm not looking forward to this reboot, but I understand it because Fraser was, you took one character from a wildly successful show left all those other characters behind and it's a completely new world and that's what they're doing again i have very low hopes i've seen like the stills i actually was supposed to go to one of this um tapings but work got in the way but it just it doesn't (sighs) david hyde pierce right what are you doing without niles Niles? how do you not have niles how how is it the it's not it's not not. and it's like i don't i hate these characters i don't even know them and i hate them yeah The ones that I love. Yeah. Well, that's also the difference, like, between Cheers and Frasier. Like, Cheers was such a big ensemble cast, whereas, like, Frasier, the dynamic between Frasier and Niles is so hilarious that it, like, removes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, like, to take that away, it's tough, you know? I didn't even remember he, like, had a son. So I'm just, like, who is this guy? Yeah. Yeah, He, like, randomly pops in. Well, it's weird because he's played the original son, Freddie. Well, he was played by a bunch of people, but the most recent actor who played him is Trevor Einhorn, who was in Mad Men, if anyone remembers. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's not like he's not acting. So it's weird. It's like, why wouldn't you keep... But they're really, I think, trying to do like completely fresh except for this one character. Yeah. And then, of course, we have... um, guest stars from Ross, which I'll definitely watch just to see what they claim is the story, but I'm not, I'm I'm, I'm sad about it. Yeah, (laughs) I think it's going to be a lot like the Samantha cameo we got in Just Like That, where I'm like, that's it. Right. 
that's barely a cameo. Yeah. Yeah. What you guys? Okay. So I just watched that. And I, so I, I watched it just like that the first season. Oh, me Kate too. watched it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Second season, I tried. I was like, I just want to get to when Samantha comes. And I lasted through maybe 10 minutes of the first episode of season uh-huh. two. And I was like, fuck. Okay. Was season like, fuck two is I'm better. Done. Is it? I, is it? It okay. is. Season two is better. Although I'm, I'll say I'm one of those people who I started as a hate watcher and now I'm a genuine <laughs> lover of the show. I what? don't know what I'm going to do without it in my life every week. I wow. like, I'm truly sitting here in my home. Like this is the first week post and just like that. And I don't know who I am anymore. I don't know <laughs> what I'm going to do without Carrie and Miranda and, and, and Charlotte getting into hijinks. It, Like, once you accept that the show is basically someone who, like, heard about Sex in the City through a wall and then tried to make (laughs) their own show, once you accept that, it's like, oh, okay, I'm in. All right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, I've made the mistake of I've just finished rewatching Sex in the City, the original series. And, uh, I mean, I I hate just about all the characters. I dislike (laughs) their character because they're all, like, you know, caricatures of like one specific trait. Like Charlotte's like, I can't, I have to get married. Romance is real. And yeah. But now, and then just like that, now she's the so sexy, different. horny one. Now she's the horny, <laughs> sexy freak. She's the one who's like, let's talk about coming on tits. I'm Charlotte. <laughs> it's just, it's wild. Okay. Well, I did. You know I, I kept, I saw her little speech to Harry that everyone's saying is like, the TV version of the Barbie monologue that America Ferreira's character gives where she's like, uh, you did it for like t- like taking care of the kids in the house. He's talking. She's yeah. talking about how he's like, you got to help me or whatever. And she's like, I, this is me literally every day. And I was like, OK, OK, because I like Wait. watch past the Samantha scene. Wait, so they're trying to make Harry a bad guy now? I can't. Well, I will not tolerate Harry. It's not. Slander. No, no. It's not so much a bad guy. It's <laughs> just, just like an like, oblivious man. Yeah. Like he's not ready to. He's like, well, I've never had to really step in the role as father. And like, what is what does that look like now that you have a job again and our kids are older and like kind of assholes also. That's like a big plot point is <laughs> yeah. that Lillian Rocker assholes. <laughs> Shitty. Okay. That's yeah. I'm not telling us I hate shitty kids. I'm like, come on. Yeah. And Lily like becomes this emo musician who writes a song that's like it's like the darkness wow. of privilege. And it's, it's, it's the <laughs> show is the really the, song. <laughs> the show is really smart because they make fun of her and the song, and you see Charlotte be like, Oh my god, this is horrible. But <laughs> it's just the second season is so good and so much better and kind of feels closer to the original Sex in the City. But really? Until the end. And then you watch, like, if you just came back to watch the Samantha episode, I that did. one episode is horrible. It's just like, but the 10 <laughs> before are great. And then it's like someone who hadn't seen any episode prior was like, let me write the finale. I got this, guys. Yeah. And it is, it's written by Michael uh, Patrick. I was going to say, wasn't it written yes. by what's his face? <laughs> by the guy who made the show. Yeah. But it's just like he was like, I don't need to read any of the previous scripts. I know what we're doing here. Like, I got this. Wow. I got And this. nothing he does makes sense. Well, did you like the cameo? Like, how did you feel about it? <sighs> I was disappointed, <laughs> honestly. I was like, how is okay. this what we're getting? I expected more, even though I knew it was just a phone call and you can tell yeah. they shot it in like separate cages to keep them <laughs> apart. Like, like you yeah. can just tell there. I don't even think they played each other's voices for each other because it just feels so edited right. to seem like yeah. a, a conversation. 
And I don't know. It just seemed weird that this is when we're getting Samantha, that she was considering coming back to New York from London to go to a dinner at Carrie's house to say bye to her apartment. But she never (laughs) considered flying back to New York for Big's funeral. (laughs) Right. Yeah. It's like all this other stuff has been happening for Carrie. I wouldn't fly back uh, for Big's funeral either. I mean, same, same. But (laughs) I I understand what you're saying. Yeah. But it just kind of felt weird that it was kind of like, this is the Samantha's big moment. Like this dinner where Carrie has invited two friends and like eight strangers. (laughs) She barely knows. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know. You might be selling it for me. Not not that part, but like (laughs) the rest of it. I need people to watch it. It's... and you know what, though, because I'll say it, I am I am a Che Diaz supporter. And this okay. is what. Yeah. OK. I know the gas that is, is warranted. a bold. <laughs> I, that's one of the I reasons I was like, I cannot stand I know. this character. I cannot stand Che. I also can't stand Miranda and how like whoever she was on in the process of becoming. But I was just like, I'm done. I'm done with dealing with these. Yeah. Characters. And Che Diaz as a character makes no sense in the show and you're just half the time anytime they focus on them you you just want to go why why are we yeah why are we learning about this person but the fact that i just am obsessed with every <laughs> choice they make with che diaz and when you're just kind of like why did we just see why did we need to see che make out with like a nyu student why did we need to see this why is my she- my favorite thing that I didn't actually see, I just saw on social media. And I think it's just because, you know, we're in L.A. and in the comedy scene. So a lot of stand up comics. But oh, yeah. I guess Shay did like a stand up routine in the first episode of the second season. Yes. <laughs> just like the lines from their jokes were horrible. But like, yeah, this scene made it seem like they were amazingly oh, hilarious. Yeah. And it's just like, who's writing this stuff? Have you my ever favorite, been to a comedy show? My favorite thing about Che is that every episode they're really, truly trying to convince us Che is like the most beloved comic in the world. Yeah. <laughs> like they every day, like every scene they try to have someone like walk up and just be like, Che Diaz, you're the best. <laughs> oh my gosh. And like God. we are just truly supposed to believe that Che, who had a failed podcast and a failed pilot, is the biggest yeah. comedian in the in the United States. Yep. Maybe that's a strategy. Should we have people just come up to us and be like, yes, oh, my God. Yeah. 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 Just create I mean, buzz. That's, that's what Sinbad used to do. <laughs> okay. So, well, there you go. And it worked for Sinbad. Yeah. They did. There was a video of like a social experiment where they were like, they were like took somebody and they just were like, oh, my God, that's him from that show. And like <laughs> it ended up being this huge like mob of people around this person who none of them actually knew because it was a nobody. Yeah. That says so much about us. I know it does. There's a lot. Oh, we man. really live in a society. <laughs> we sure we do. do. We really, we really do. do. <laughs> Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Every 
MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Also, I want to say on the list of shows you sent over, uh, Brooke, you also had the after party which yeah. I want to talk about because no one is. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I've so, okay, see, never heard so of it. So the after party, it's on Apple TV. The Each season focuses on a different murder. Uh, and yeah. basically there's a party that happens and a murder is discovered. And each episode is like a parody of a different genre from the perspective okay. of one of the suspects. So the first season was like the murder of this pop star. And it's like a wonderful mm-hmm. ensemble comedy with uh, yeah. like Sam Richardson, Tiffany Haddish, mm. just so many great people. Uh, and then this new season is a murder at a wedding. And again, just a lot of the same people come back. Uh, but okay. you there's like a a parody of like uh, Ocean's what Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's like a parody of like modern teen TikTok movies that was really funny. That's like from Kenji Young's character's perspective. Yeah, and this there's is like a sec- Wes Anderson. Film oh yeah, the Wes Anderson parody one was with- my favorite. Mine too. Oh. And it's, it's so really clever. Good. It's really funny. And people, I feel like the first season got a lot of like traction. The second season yeah. hasn't gotten as much. Part of that is because of the strike. You know, the uh, the cast can't promote yeah. it. But at the same time, it's one of those shows where you would think people are waiting for this. Like, oh, Sam Richardson in the lead. Like, oh, it's coming back. And there's been this. He's He's so good. I love him. And so I was like, we're back after party. It's like one of the shows I look forward to every week. Me too. But people were saying, uh, you know, that shows like The Bear and The After Party should have been released all at once. So people, Mm. well, The Bear was released all at once. But The After Party should have been released all at once because then people would actually like binge it and remember it. And instead, it's getting, like, weekly released, and people, I just don't think, are remembering it. I know. Well, I – honestly, I think season two is better than season one. Same. Just – in my opinion, I think, like, the ensemble is funnier. Um, What's her name? Anna – What's her name, Anna? From Pen15. Yeah. Yeah. Anna – I can't remember. I Anna Conkle. think of her last name. Conkle. Yeah. <laughs> she is a genius. She is yes. so funny. She's amazing in this show. I, I love her. I'm, I'm so glad that Pen15 wasn't just a one-off for her because she's so funny. Her mm. character is probably my favorite in the whole show. And it's so fun because it's funny. It, I mean, there's a murder, but it's it's such a funny show. And yeah. Sam Richardson is just a the best gem. They He's do such so a good job of balancing the comedy and the mystery. Like, you know, you think, oh, I'm tired of the You yep. think like, oh, the gimmick is going to get tired of seeing the same events, but from different perspectives. <laughs> right. And no, it yeah. just gets funnier and funnier every single time. I I got to watch. This. Yeah, I am murder. begging people to watch the after party. It's I know. Okay. Like, don't don't get canceled. <laughs> yeah. Watch it. Like, uh, I feel know? like there's going to be a very full graveyard once the strike is over. Same. Like, because they're already canceling shows. And... Yeah. And they're canceling things that were like already filmed and done and ready to go. Like yeah. uh, the Spider yeah. Chronicles on Disney TV. They're not moving forward with. Uh, and oh. it was already done. And it's just. Oh, no. Yeah. Which has just got to be devastating from so many perspectives, but especially somebody who's like 
acted and like, yeah, yeah, this was gonna be such a cool opportunity, and now it's like, oh, not over. Oh, never that's, mind. That's something that would happen to us. We'd like get our <laughs> oh, big break, and then it would get same. canceled before anyone saw. I'm I'm sure same. it still will happen at some point. <laughs> oh like, yeah, I'm sure it will. Yeah, everyone watch the after party. Keep that show going. I don't need, and I know, I know you're like, Apple TV, really? I only had that for Ted Lasso. But Uh, trust me. I did only have it for Ted Lasso. They have good shows. There's other good shows. I've heard there are. I couldn't, I tried to watch Severance. I couldn't get into that. Uh, It was too weird for me. It's it's a good one, but it is weird. It's a really slow build. It is. Yeah, and I watched Loot, but that was just a, I don't know. I made it through the first season. I was like, eh. I love it's Loot. not enough for me to like want to come back to. Our time is just so precious, and <laughs> like for TV watching, it's like it's become this like perfect storm of variables where it's like I have TV shows that I watch while I'm like cleaning, so it's like I'm not really paying attention. It's just background noise. Yeah. I have TV that I watch where it's like I'm falling asleep. I always watch Frasier to fall asleep, and then I have TV where it's like I watch while I'm working, or I have TV where I like have to pay attention, and it's like the yep. pay attention shows where I can't be on my phone. They've got to be so good. And I, yeah. if it's a show where I have to pay attention and it's not that good or I'm not like really into it, then it's yeah. like on to the next. Then I straight. Yeah. I watched the entire last season of How I Met Your Father. And yeah. pretty much every, <laughs> every episode, I would just be on my phone for like the full Same. 20 minutes. And I realized someone was like, well, what happened this season? And I was like, I truly couldn't tell you. I watched every <laughs> moment of it. I know I laughed at some jokes. I could yeah. not tell you, like, if she ended it in a relationship, if she, I had no idea. <laughs> I can tell you. <laughs> yeah, I'm not alone in watching that show. Well, I loved How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> no, she watches it. Wow. Don't know why. The show was awful. I liked the first few seasons. I got really into it. I never, I, I fell off because, you know, it, I, it just was going for so long. So I it think, was long. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's why I was like, okay, I'm just going to give How I Met Your Father a shot. Let's do it. And mm-hmm. it just is on. I feel she made out with like Aiden from Sex in the City. Yes. Which John I thought, Corbett. yeah, which I thought was so weird because Samantha plays her in the future. Her older. Yeah. And I was yeah, that like, was weird. Yeah. That's really why she and Carrie had that fight. Yeah. <laughs> nothing <laughs> yep. to do with the PR thing. Nothing that's to do with reason. that. It was yeah. all about past her as Hillary Duff making out with Aiden. <laughs> yeah, just the Well, Alicia also doesn't like Hillary Duff, so that's like a big oh. thing. I don't dislike Hillary Duff. I don't think she's a great actor. There's a big <laughs> difference. And I don't think I will say so I I start what was the show? Oh, Younger. I started watching Younger. Younger um and I I gave her props for that. I was like she's she's not bad in this, but yeah. I don't think she's a good actor. And there have been stories about, like, when she was on Lizzie McGuire, they had to keep bringing in acting coaches. <laughs> I say this because I watched She was Gossip a child. Girl. But, like, even on Gossip Girl, this is why this came up, is because Gossip Girl, she has, like, a three, four-episode guest arc. And she's... It's painful to watch. She's just not good in yeah. this role. And it's such an easy role to play. It's she not plays, hard like, to, like, act in Gossip Girl at all. Yeah, she's playing most a of those celebrity yeah. who's trying to be normal. And I'm like, so you, like, this should be easy. Did she keep drawing the Disney mouse and yeah. it was distracting in the and air? And she kept, like, talking like there was a cartoon <laughs> version of her. And it's, like, right. yeah, and it's like, this yeah. one. It's like, this doesn't fit into Gossip Girl at all. Yeah, come on, <laughs> dummy. You know, I feel like she is, I guess, the weakest link of How I Met Your Father. She is kind of, yeah. More yeah. so than Kim Cattrall. Okay, no. Kim Cattrall. Kim Cattrall is an is an angel and a genius and a wonderful, talented being who. <laughs> is, well, so we so we've been she, like <laughs> judging the acting abilities of the four Sex and the City girls, yeah. women. 
This is what we do at our sleepovers. We rank acting Kim abilities. Cattrall is the best actress because she was oh. every moment forcing down the fact that she hated these women. <laughs> That's true. And she managed to move true. past that to make scenes have it. So that automatically, I think, makes her the best. That is a good argument, for sure. I've actually, it, I, I'm re-watching it again <laughs> just because it like started playing. I was like, okay, whatever. And I'm like, at what point? Because I would assume in the first season, there wasn't that animosity because it seems to have like, come from a big part of it was like salary negotiations. Yeah. And, and also and Samantha stuff. being a more popular character than they thought yeah. she was right, going to be. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, at what point did she really have to dive into like acting and like release? <laughs> yeah. You would never tell. Like I just finished watching the movies. God, it sounds like all I do is watch Sex and the City. But I, mean, I just finished watching the, the best movies. <laughs> and like she, you would never notice like I like and I'm like looking like the they they deliver their lines and then there's like another person's delivering their lines what is she doing while they're delivering their lines and like you know she's got her hand on one of their backs or like she's very good at hiding the animosity that she has and I will give her that I'll give you that she does that yeah, I'll give you that skill also I don't know if you watched glamorous on Netflix Oh, no, no, okay. <laughs> no one has. Everyone is like, <laughs> Samantha Jones needs a spinoff. Guess what? She got one on Netflix. It's called Glamorous. Oh. And it's not, it's basically about Kim Cattrall playing this woman who's like older and she owns a makeup company and she realizes like, my makeup company, my makeup company is no longer relevant. I have to spice things up and hire some gays. And so she like hires this, she hires this like young gay boy who's like, I'm here to spice things up. You're, you know, like the biggest thing in modeling and makeup. And now you're old and I'm going to show you how to be young. <laughs> and it's like him taking her to like drag shows and like okay. showing her like how to diversify the makeup line. Oh my God. But it's basically just Kim Cattrall playing Samantha Jones in this show okay. as this, as someone with a different name. And it's so good. Oh. I Sounds love like it. the kind of garbage I would want to watch, yes. honestly. It's kind yeah. of like Emily in Paris. I was just going to say. With oh. a little like gay boy in New York. And then Samantha Jones is there just kind of being like, like your TikTok campaign failed. I can't believe <laughs> it. And you're just like, okay. Yeah, because I literally when you said that, I thought of Emily in Paris for some reason. Yeah, so. it's just like that. It's just mindless fluff. And love it. I just love with any Kim Cattrall role at this point, I think you can tell she's getting paid so much money to film for like one day. Like everything, yeah. like the How I Met Your Father, she just records on one set and just narrates. And then it'll yeah, sometimes just cut to her. It's a dream job. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That cameo it's like Kristen for- Bella's Gossip Girl. Yeah. <laughs> not to do anything. The cameo in, in, in Just Like That, just truly one day shoot in a car yeah. and yeah. get paid money and go home. Glamorous, pretty much the same thing. Like she's just in these office scenes, some in the house, but there are not a lot of like group scenes. <laughs> Wow. Bless her. Yeah. In her, yeah, writer, she's like, I'm not leaving. Yep. I'm yeah. doing one set, one that's scene, it, one and take. it's going to be fast. I will not interact. So, I mean, who did you think was the worst of the Sex and the City actresses? Charlotte. Or yeah. Kristen Davis. Wow. It's hard, though, because they play such, like, exaggerated versions of people. Yeah. Um, But I was just watching a movie where she, like, Poughkeepsie's in her pants, as I call it, because she's like not drinking the water right, and, and right. not eating or drinking, and she like gets water. And like her eyes, while she's like trying to get into the room, but it's locked because they're cleaning, and she's like, her eyes were just going insane. <laughs> and it's like, you you have been in this role for so long, you don't have to overact like that. Like, yeah, 
Yeah, she's like the one where you can just tell she's acting. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's like, eh, she's a little yeah. over the top. And I'd say even in and Just Like That, yeah, it's kind of yeah. the same. I was gonna say, like, Sex and the City, I agree with that. And Just Like That, I almost wanted to say Cynthia Nixon. But I think, honestly, mm. that's just because they gave Miranda so many scenes with Che that yeah. genuinely... Cynthia is just like confused as to how to even react to what she's being given as material. <laughs> she's like, so wait, Miranda is putting a strap on while I like what is happening? And so the, she, I truly think Cynthia has the the hardest material to deal with. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Well, we said we said Cynthia and Sarah Jessica Parker were like tied for being pretty strongly acted roles, character actors in yeah. these roles. But I can't speak to. And just like that, you gotta watch it. The fact that you're hype, I'm like, I loved. And let me tell you, Aiden comes back season two. I Aiden, know. yeah. And here's the thing: that guy, I've, he can't act. He can't. <laughs> he's good in How I Met Your Father, and and just like that, it's almost like he can't believe they're doing this in every scene, <laughs> yeah, every line of dialogue. Fair. Yeah, every line, everything he's in, it's like there's a sense of like, are we for real? <laughs> like, what are we doing here? <laughs> Interesting. I accidentally started watching season one on episode two. So like the first- <laughs> Oh, that's right. You did. I don't know I, how I that feel happened. Like you really wouldn't miss much, honestly. Honestly, I didn't even realize it until <laughs> it was over. Like you you would have never known. So yeah. but that was the only episode I watched. And then yeah. I was like, eh, whatever, you know. But I would watch it. I feel like it's something I would probably enjoy. Like just have we on. Add and it watch. to our sleepover yeah. rotation. Add it to we the should. sleepover. It's a perfect yeah. sleepover show. So, you know. Uh, okay. One from my watch list, and I think you both talked about this on your show, uh, Dark Side of the 2000s. Uh, yes. They just did an episode on The Bachelor that I watched. Yes. <sighs> Blew my <laughs> mind in this episode. I know. Well, we talked about, did you watch the show Unreal? So, yeah, I watched the show Unreal, and okay. I loved Unreal, obsessed yes. with it. Yeah. Even Unreal when it really got good. not that good, I still loved it. <laughs> but I... Truly thought, oh, that's just a, a fake show. It's not really that dark. And then you learn, oh, no, they basically pulled all of these personalities directly yeah. from The Bachelor. It was all 100% real. And yeah. I need the show that is like them filming <sighs> how they made The Bachelor in real time. It sounds so I evil. I know. I feel like someday when The Bachelor is finally done, my God, when will that show. When? It's so boring. Like, it's so boring. Yeah. Bachelor in Paradise is fine. Like, I can get on board with Bachelor in Paradise. But it's just The Bachelor is just they, they can't find a way to make anything new. So I feel like it's on its way out at some point, maybe. Um, Even when they found a way to make something new. When they, like, did the two Bachelorettes, I was like... Okay, okay. we've got some spice coming, and it was somehow more. It was even more boring. And now they're yeah. And now they're like, what about an old guy? (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. But I feel like maybe when that show's done, we'll like get more contestants speaking out, and we'll like get down to like the nitty gritty of what's really going on. The only thing from Unreal that like no one's talking about is like how the host was like banging people yeah. like do you remember that like on the show well, yeah. like, was that was a Chris huge Harrison? part of it I mean I'm sure he was I when they talk about how they <laughs> would just like put these girls in limos in these fancy dresses yeah. feed them alcohol and not even give them a bathroom to use yeah I was like oh they absolutely like people I am sure on the crew production were hitting on these girls as soon as they were off the show like 100%. probably before they even even like, while they were the on it yeah <laughs> yeah yeah I'm sure I'm sure 
Yeah. But yeah, I want to watch more of the dark side of the 2000s. Yeah. Because that's like, that was like our time, you know? That's like uh-huh. when we were growing up and like. It's our just... formative years. I've watched yeah. every episode out so far, which is up to the okay. Bachelor one. And I, uh, you know, it does make me feel very old. It makes me feel <laughs> yeah. so old because they're like recounting these moments <laughs> that I know. I'm like, didn't that just happen like five years ago? And they're playing it with like a Ken Burns, like slow music with like black and white <laughs> photos. But the black and white photos are just like TMZ paparazzi bothering Kanye West. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just oh, like, man. that wasn't that long ago, guys. Like that. I'm not old. Right. I <laughs> yeah, know. This is like, I know. This is like when you were supposed to be watching E! True Hollywood Stories. But yeah. about like Charlie Chaplin, not people that I, <laughs> that I that... are about my age or a little bit older. Like, come on. <laughs> I really yeah. did love they did a two part episode on Shock Jocks. And it looked at, like, mm. the transition from Howard Stern to, like, Man Cow to Opie and Anthony to, like, yeah. how we have Joe Rogan today. Joe and Rogan, yeah. that one was really good. It was two parts. I, like, I don't, I, I don't know. I was a, I guess you could say a good person as a child. So I was never, like, into <laughs> Opie and Anthony. No, same. <laughs> in the, yeah. Me neither. Yeah, the whole thing, though, is that the, they try, the talking heads try to be, like, everyone loved Opie and Anthony and Howard Stern. <laughs> everyone loved this. No one was going, hey, guys, this is kind of messed up. And I'm just like, no, I remember, like, as a teen girl yeah. being like, hey, guys, it's kind of messed up that, like, Howard Stern talks to 19-year-olds about sex. It's kind of messed I up. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they just don't want to listen to those people. Exactly. Like, we, hey, no, dark side of the 2000s. <laughs> Some of us were good people, and we were right yeah. there going, uh, no, thank yeah. you. You're just yeah, not there was a whole slew of 12-year-old girls who were like, hey, he's bad. <laughs> but then every talking head is just like, look, it was 2003. We just didn't know any better. Yeah. <laughs> we just we just didn't know. It was 2004. How could we? We yeah. just, we didn't know. But somehow 12-year-old girls did. Yeah. Weird. We Weird felt it. That... It's our intuition. Yeah, like you know? somehow yeah. I was sitting there like, hey, I don't know. I think putting a bunch of like 18-year-olds naked on a van and driving around Times Square is... <laughs> a bad idea <laughs> yeah oh man i i gotta watch i do i should watch more of that that show. one that one is on my watch list i definitely recommend it uh also on my watch list is a uh, bs high uh which just came out on on max on h um i, I don't even yes. know if it's a max or an hbo max documentary i'm gonna just say hbo max because it's good so i assume mm-hmm. it yeah. has to be i think it one. is h it is hbo max because I, I watched <laughs> yeah. I, someone i saw a real wish someone was talking about it and they're like bs high about this like fake football team and i was like sign me up yeah it's I'm incredible in. i'm not a sports person unless it is catastrophe and chaos <laughs> and that's what this is uh, and i right, remember exactly. when it happened basically it's about bishop sycamore this High school, like <gasps> fake high school that was started as a real charter church school. And then this guy said, hey, instead of actually teaching students, what if I just turn it into a football program? Get a bunch of kids who I lied to. Some of them had already graduated <laughs> high school. Some were like in junior college. And he would go to them and say, hey, what we are is a like temporary charter program. So you can come here, play for a year, get experience, get your grades up and then apply for a collegiate program. Uh, which doesn't exist, but, but he lied yeah. to all these kids and was like, I, yeah. we can do it. We're, you know, like a collegiate prep school. Uh, so they pay like all this tuition, go out oh. to where this guy is in Ohio. And pretty quickly they realize, oh, he has this like living in hotel rooms. There's no real school. There's no school. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my god i know they is it out it's out already yeah so it's out it came out last tuesday and i okay it's truly so good i watched it twice and wow 
Yeah, what makes it so great is that they bring in the coach who is behind the entire scam. And somehow, like, everyone involved is like, I'm telling you, he's so egotistical. This guy is going to love being interviewed for a documentary. And from the get-go, they he proves them right. It is one of the most, wow. like, he is just a true sociopath. Like, he comes in and he's like, do you want me to sit like this or do you want me to sit like this? Do I look like a con man if I sit like this or I can sit like up oh like this? Oh, my God. Definitely worth watching on my my watch list for, just please, it's... Okay. It is incredible. It's probably one of my favorite documentaries that's come out this year. Uh, also with Telemarketers, which just ended. Yeah, I started watching that too. I've only seen one episode of Telemarketers I, so far. Yeah, but, mm. but I think that's enough to to understand the energy of it, which is yeah, like yeah. if you met, uh, like like if you met a heroin addict who had a best friend who was a 17 year old and they decided to make a documentary together. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Oh <laughs> Wow. It's, it's wild. It's it is so really wild. wild. It's like it's about telemarketing and basically this company that works with uh, fraternal police unions to get the. If Ugh, you, I'm sure you've heard. Yeah, call. you hate when they call. You've had those calls where they're like, "Do you want to yeah. support the fraternal order of police?" And I'm always like, "Fuck you, no." And I no. hang up. And it turns <laughs> yeah. out, it's like, do you know my race? What do you think? <laughs> like, why are you calling me? And it turns yeah. out that the company that does that for those people, they aren't cops. They aren't even affiliated with the police or the fraternal order of police. They're a third-party company that is hired by the police because they basically scam people out of all this money and only give 10% of the money to the fraternal order of police, which also is not actually like part of the police union. Yeah. Like technically, you find out the fraternal order of police is basically like, the event and activities board of the police. Oh, God. It's like, they're not the people who help when someone is shot. They're the people who are like, we're going to throw a prom. Po- yeah, like a police party. Dances. And like, a yeah. <laughs> and so people think they're giving to this good cause, but really it's these two companies like screwing people over. And yeah. they also basically will hire anyone. So most of the people mm-hmm. who work there are like ex-convicts who can't get a job somewhere else or high school students. And so they show this like 17 year old who started working there because he dropped out of high school. He befriends all of these like ex-cons, people who like live in halfway houses. It sounds like the makings of a great buddy cop movie, though. Exactly. (laughs) It's really good. It's uh, all three episodes have now aired. And I I got to say, it's worth watching, too. Yeah, it it is. The first episode, I was like, okay, I'm in. Yeah. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts. TV I 
So I do want to ask you both about some rich TV families. Yeah. Love it. And if you feel they would be worthy of an Eat the Rich episode. I said even the rich. Even the rich. I was like, I just said eat the rich. Eat the rich. Even the rich. But also eat the rich. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But I want to know if you think these families are worth an even the rich episode. Okay. Mm, okay. Uh, We're going to start with one that I think is pretty easy. The Roy family from Succession. Succession. Yeah. Well, Well, I mean, given who they're modeled after, we Yeah, exactly. You did cover the Murdochs. Yeah, the Murdochs. And we talked a lot about Succession during that, too. Like, we, you know, we interviewed some people who, like, wrote about Succession. We, yeah. So I think. A hundred percent. I think that family was, like, one of the basis of this show starting in the first place even the rich like our show right like they were like yeah like they were like the one the person who the the guy who started wondery who like the show was his original idea he like mentioned that when we first met him was like the murdochs i think were like kind of like the inspiration because that family is just the quintessential family full of just obscene amount of wealth and like power yeah yeah Yeah. i really want to see the like cnn documentary on them that is so hard to find like really yeah they did a cnn documentary for a little bit it was on on max or hbo or whatever and then sometimes it's on hulu if they air it that day on tv somebody put the kibosh on it like getting out because well, of course yeah like the head of a media empire i'm shocked <laughs> i'm shocked yeah. they were able to limit this damning right media on yeah them. yeah I'm, I'm truly flabbergasted yes i absolutely love the roy family and i love them because i just feel like they're a little sillier <laughs> yeah they are yeah. silly yeah yeah they are definitely silly what yeah, do you feel sure. would be the roy family's like most interesting uh controversy oh well, I, I haven't seen I, the whole series. Ooh. I haven't either. So. I started watching it very recently. Based on everything I've heard about, like, who ends up taking over, I don't want to say anything, but I feel like that in itself is a controversy, no? Like, I don't yeah, tell no. me, but I'm I feel like... not going to spoil anything. <laughs> I do feel like, I yeah. feel like that's wild. Yeah. So. I would go with that or Roman when he accidentally blew up the rocket. <laughs> that one was, mm. yeah. Yeah, that's not good. That wasn't good. No. You don't want to blow up rockets. No, they're not supposed they, to blow they up. They shouldn't yeah. blow up, you know. No checks and balances when you have a ton of money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, shame. So next family, uh, are you watching The Righteous Gemstones? How do you feel about those gemstones? I, I haven't. Them. My husband loves The Righteous Gemstones. And I haven't seen it. He, I, for some reason, started watching it thinking I wouldn't want to watch it. But like, I've like come in here and there and I'm like, I think I would want to watch yeah. it. Yeah. Like, it seems It's about funny. just, it's a really funny parody of just like the rich Christian religious family, evangelical church taking advantage of people. Uh, you know, one yeah. of my favorite categories of scams. Of course. Yeah. Well, we they did. I mean, perfect for us. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we did that. Sh- we did the show in God We Lust about um, the Fallwells, like, the oh. Fallwell family yeah. and like their whole religious. Yeah. Yeah. There was a good documentary about them, too, on Hulu that yeah. came out with like the guy that they used as their for the their. Pool boy. Yeah. The pool boy <laughs> that they used yeah. for their yeah, weird yeah. sex stuff. Yeah. Giancarlo. Yeah. Yeah. That was that's a that's a wild story, just like truly in general. So, yeah, I think that family definitely deserving of of an ETR arc. Oh, yeah, that's that stuff's gold. It's so juicy. Uh, This one, uh, the Lion family from Empire. Mm. (sighs) Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. We need more. (laughs) 
we need more families of color. Yes, let's be we honest. need more you know? diversity like, when it comes to come rich on. family scamming. Yeah, we really yeah. do. And with that one, I feel like you also get a lot of fun drama outside of the cast where you like within the real mm-hmm. world. It's like, what are we going to tell? Like, come on, Jesse, let's get into it. I was going to say that's <laughs> the one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Which, yeah. Oh, yeah. to this day, one of my favorite scams. That's right. I was like, something else happened where it was like, Jesse's name kept coming up and it was because of that fake kidnapping. Yeah, that girl who Where that girl saw the baby. Ca- yeah. Oh, right. Oh, God. This world is not well. <laughs> Society in general is just crumbling it's, off the rails. It's, out, it's going off the rails. And at the very least, we have rich people to entertain us <laughs> as yeah. the rest of us yep. yeah. fall into Bless collapse. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I want to thank you so much for joining me. Uh, This has been so much fun. You know, I I usually at the end of the episodes, I like to give people some homework to watch based just off of what you're saying. I'm going to tell you, watch Big Brother. (laughs) You guys got you got to get into Big Brother. And I'm also going to ask you to keep up with uh, Below Deck Down Under because way too much is happening this season. And I just need Mm -hmm. people to break that down with me. Uh, Project Runway All-Star, also back. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Okay. And I have been really into this season. So, yeah. And I got to talk about it. So I want to do it. We're going to do a Project Runway thing where we, I'm going to make, this is going to be controversial. (laughs) Christian Siriano, a better co-host than Tim Gunn. Honestly, oh, I would. I, I I don't watch it, and I would agree. Oh, thank yeah. you. <laughs> like, I, I don't even that. have to watch it to like I can yeah. see that being true. Tim Gunn, who is what I say. Okay. Tim, so all right, big, you heard it here first. Yeah. It's a controversial heard, yeah. take. Controversial, but it's on the watch list. <laughs> uh, also on the watch list, I'm gonna recommend to you Hijack with Idris Elba on Apple TV. Oh, it's, oh th- you can just end it there. Yeah, Idris Elba. I'm in. Idris Elba. It's about <laughs> Idris Elba saving a plane that's been hijacked. What more do you okay. need? Uh, really? It you're, sounds you're like a wrong. movie, but it is a TV show. So check that out. Uh, that's that's the watch list this week. We have a bunch of like fun stuff coming up TV wise. Uh, I'll I will be watching the new season of The Ultimatum because you have all asked yes. so many times, uh, and you've <laughs> yeah. also asked me to watch Deadlock, <laughs> so I will be getting into that. Uh, and then we still have like three different versions of 90 Day Fiance that are airing. There's just so much TV oh, yeah. right now. There's so much TV. Yeah. Oh, there's another documentary coming out about the Murdaugh family. Uh, yeah. Oh, those uh, crazies. Alex. Okay. Alex. Ooh. Yeah. He just did an interview today. A third documentary is coming out. That is him being like, my dad is innocent. I swear he still is. Oh, God. And him mostly being like, no, I can't explain all the evidence they had against my dad. But I still think he's innocent. And I yeah, think to give it up. just give it up. Give it up, dude. It's yeah. enough. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for joining TV Club. Yeah, Actually, thanks for thank having you us. So much. This was so yeah, fun. This was so fun. Uh, and yeah. also, listeners, if you want to support the actors and the writers of all these amazing TV shows we just talked about, uh, if you are in LA or New York, you can join a picket line or drop off food and water, particularly water if you're out here in LA because it has been so hot. Very hot. Uh, and you- <laughs> Uh, And if you don't live in L.A. or New York, you can still donate money to the Entertainment Community Fund, which helps non-actor Hollywood crew members who suffer hardships due to the strike. You can donate at entertainmentcommunity.org and make sure to direct your gift to the film and television category when asked. I want to thank you so much, Brooke, Arishia. Thank you so much for joining me. 
Uh, is there anything you want to plug? Where can the people follow you? Uh, yeah, we're both on socials. My handle is at Arisha Skidmore Williams and Brooks is at Brooks Sifrin. Really getting mm-hmm. original. And then yep. we have a daily show that's out Monday through Fridays called Rich and Daily, the podcast. And then we have a weekly show called Even the Rich out every Tuesday, both wherever you get your podcast. Yes. Yeah. And let me tell you, you're going to get obsessed with Even the Rich. You will say <laughs> next thing you know, you will be like four episodes deep on the Kardashians. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. yes. It's I a good obsessed. binge. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me. And we'll be back next week with another episode. TV I say with Ashley Ray. Another episode, another episode. TV I say with Ashley Ray is an Earwolf production made by me, Ashley Ray Harris. It's engineered by Abby Aguilar, produced by Anita Flores, executive produced by Amelia Chapelo, and our original theme song is by Rafia. It means so much to me if you go rate, review, subscribe, follow TV I Say. Let us know what you think and tell your friends. Share with your golden girls. Tell your boys. If you love my TV recommendations, let everyone you know know. For special TV club members, join my Patreon. 